Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Girl That's Scary, it's your girl Cat Daddy. And Jazz 40 Ounce Connoisseur. And I am so excited to unleash this bullshit into your ears this week. <laughs> We're t- y'all can't see Jazz's eyes. We are going to be talking to y'all about True Blood, yes, the entire, the entire series, all seven seasons. Hold on to your butts, buckle your shoes and your seatbelts, bitch. We're off. Exactly, you're in my brain. I don't know if that's exact tune, but close enough. <laughs> so this is Jazz's first watch of the entire show itself. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, she has been live tweeting her experience as she's been going through this chaotic show, which is based off of the basically the I think it's the Southern mystery novels of the Sookie Stackhouse Bliss series, um, written by Charlene Harris. I was a human that watched it in real time. It was a Sunday ritual for my friends and I. I've also read all the novels to slash books. So I'm fucking ready to go. I'm so excited. Jazz, what did you think of True Blood? <laughs> okay. So um huh. it it gives me the same tone almost as supernatural. Right, where you got these supernatural things, you kind of going around, but it's giving you CW budget. But you know, we're here. We got a little money, but it's mm-hmm. enough. I'm interested because it's monsters involved. I'm not the biggest fan of fan of vampires, but the world they start to create kind of fucking slaps. They, the, you know, the vampires out here. We drinking the True Bloods, the business. You know, okay, fine. It's just that the further you go into the series. The more chaotic it gets, and when I say like it's so chaotic, I'm like, this don't make no fucking sense. All right, <laughs> this is definitely as the world turns. Like, come on, bro. Are yes. you is this this is this is melodramatic as fuck. You really about to do this? Oh, and then the outfits and then the wigs and then um some of the language. There's quite a bit of racism, oh, but we're in bon top. Yes. Oh, it like it's racist, it's homophobic, it's everything. It's everything. Y- you are going to, you know, clutch your pearls watching this show. Of course it seems early odds, not 
it's not early, early odds. When did it start? Like 07 or something? 2008 to 2014. Okay, so the it duration starts... of the show. So they probably okay. started filming in like 07. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, a problematic it's, it's, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The R it's still is problematic, used, but a lot. It's not like once. Like that word warning is some sexual assault. Yes. Happens a lot. There's so much going on. Uh so you know, true water for all of that bullshit. But the first like four series mm, four season four is a chaotic too. But the first couple seasons, I can get behind. Once we get to season five, six, seven, I'm like, wow. We could have did something else. We didn't have to do this. And also, y'all got me following Sookie Stackhouse, and I cannot stand this bitch. I'm going to let y'all know right now. Sookie Stackhouse, get on my motherfucking nerves all day. All day. All the things she does is get on my damn nerves. And, you know, maybe she's just written. I don't know if she's written like that in the book. I don't know if that's just how who she is. Because some people are just indecisive. And some people make choices. That's life. But why do I have to watch her make choices for seven seasons? Her ass could have been died. We could have followed somebody else. But you know what? That's okay. That may be how you felt about the book. Okay, so let me give an overview of the show before I start talking about compare, contrast type things. So True Blood, the show, follows Sookie Sackhouse, who is a waitress at Merlot's, and she lives in Bonton, Louisiana. Not Apparently not that far off New Orleans. They are in a cut. She lives a life. Um, and we're following her as vampires have come out the coffin. Like, that's... Girl, I'm out tired of this shit about the way they... Uh, that's how they, you know, describe that vampires are coming out. So they're making themselves known. They're not hiding in the darkness. It's not a thing. So obviously, I'm signed up because vampires, dub bitch. So vampires are out and Suki, and we're following her as she has these many um, relationships with various vampires in the area. We watch how this directly impacts her family. We learn a lot about her as a character and the other people who live in this town. And boy, oh boy, there's people... Uh, there's vampires. There's all kinds of supernatural beings. The season go. The show goes on for seven seasons. Like I said, went from 2008 to 2014. Majority of the seasons have about 12 episodes. I believe it's season five, six, seven, or season six, seven that just has 10 episodes apiece. Um, but that's when it was on their way out. And then for compare contrast things. About half of the show follows the novels to a certain point around season four, like right after they get back from Dallas. So season three, season four, like I know that most of that was season two. Um, But once we get back and we start introducing the other supernatural people in the universe, that's when things kind of go astray. I don't want to say too much. Because, of course, we didn't put a spoiler alert on it. I definitely think that everybody should check out the show for the most part at least once, if you want to, if you have time. If this was your bag at the time, like, I would love to hear from y'all because, yes, we probably, I, I feel the same way, Jazz, that around season four, once we get out of season four, five, six, seven, I was pissed. Especially while actively reading the novels. And between the decisions that are happening in the book and the decisions that are happening on the fucking television, I am ready to fight the air. I definitely was fighting the air earlier in the living room just over some choices that happened in the story, especially at the end. Like, I literally was punching the air like motherfucking ashtray and don't be a menace when he tried to get them kids out here, bitch. Like, (laughs) I was like, God damn it. So, uh, watch True Blood if you have access to HBO Max. 
It's on there, the entire franchise. It When it came out, it was on HBO. They also had like a companion piece, which is in the form of a podcast. That's on HBO Max as well. I think it also is still on Apple Podcasts. I used to listen to it a little bit as it came out. It's still available right now, like at the time of us recording. I don't foresee them changing that anytime soon because True Blood is still giving the girls some quarters. Like, it, if you're looking for vampire, werewolf, human with an asterisk, not asterisk, like love affair, tune in, bitch. If you like Harlequin romance and random stories mixed with a little horror, tune in, bitch. If you're here for the people, shout out to those who like what's them fuck them daytime dramas. If soap operas is your bag, you need to go on and tune in. You're gonna see some booty cheeks. It's a lot of gay loving on there. Yay, gay. Tune in to it, bitch. Everybody gay on this show. People get dick sucked, all kinds of stuff. Tune in. The end. Bah, bah, bah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And yes, mm-hmm. lots of sex. There's so much sex. And sometimes the sex is a little out of place. And I'm just it like, oh, matter. y'all, it do not matter. Like, they just like, oh, yeah, we about to fuck in the, in the dirt in the woods right now. I'm like, you is dirty. You are covered in dirt. Like, uh, can we okay. at least have a bath? Bill Compton. Yeah, I'm looking at your dirty ass. Do you have the fuck Bill Compton Tag on your chest. Do I yes. see it? Fuck okay, Bill Compton. Great. But also fuck Sookie Stackhouse. Fuck both of these motherfuckers. Sookie Stackhouse gave me nothing but grief for seven seasons. Ugh. Okay. Bill but fucking like Compton. Bill. He is such a sneaky, sly ass bitch. And then the go do some. Scammer. You literally go do some bullshit. You literally kill Mama Fairy Godmother and then still trying to pull up. Girl, fuck off. <sighs> okay. So let's get into season one a little bit. Let's dive in because I can truly rant about how Bill Compton and his fucking lopsided ass wig was getting on my goddamn nerves every day, bitch. Um, but that's because I actually like, I haven't, I don't really, I, mm, Jazz knows, just like I'm watching shows when I read books, I get really connected to the characters. I'm that person that gets really connected to these fictional characters. So you know what that means? When the fictional character gets some shit happening, then bitch, I'm crying. Okay, when they start cutting up, I'm ready to cuss them out. Like, they real. And is that problematic? Possibly. We're going to walk through it. But you know what? Like, air I rise. So, we, yep, exactly. So, we meet Sucky. She's out here playing by Anna Paquin. Y'all probably know Anna Paquin for a lot of things. I think she, I mean, she, you know, has been in the TV movie game since she was like a kid. She's a child actor. But she, you know, she played, what's the girl? Rogue in X-Men. Um, so, you know, I know she was in another movies, like, since she's been 11 or whatever, but a lot of people might know her as Rogue from X-Men. Um, and she's playing Sookie Stackhouse and we see her and she's, uh, we, that's not how the show opens, but I'm getting to her part. So Sookie, she's in here. She's in the restaurant. She's in Merlot. She's having a good time. She's hanging out. We see her just being a person. And if we back up a little bit, we're opening the show. It's a cold open, um, with two people, a young couple, they getting freaky in the car. They drive us to the store. And when they get to the store, they're like, I think we want to try some true blood. You know, people just trying to, you know, like test the waters a little bit, but they're also a little offensive. So you don't really know where it's going. And the guy behind the counter, he's sitting up here and he's like pretending to be a vampire accent and everything. And the way that the music swells as you're watching the show, you're really sitting here like, oh, okay, this man is a vampire. He's not, bitch. He's fraudulent. But there's a vampire who has his, you know, his camo gear behind him. He's out here. He's hunting. 
I'm gonna leave it at that. It's the South, y'all. That's all I gotta say. They were in Louisiana, and they and, and they in the, and they in the country, and they, and they in the back. So he pulls up, and he's like, "Y'all, y'all not being funny. You know, you shouldn't be doing funny stuff like that." They're like, "Basically, fuck off." And he was like, "Girl, fuck you, fuck you, I'll fuck you, and I'll eat you." Bow, fangs pop out, and so everybody shook. They didn't know that this guy who looked like he was in Walmart was a vampire. And he's like, I'm tired of y'all disrespecting my kind. Because that's really what a lot of the... The show touches on a lot of different subjects. They set up vampires like this whole different, air quotes, race of people who are, you know, being present and how they're dealing with a bunch of prejudices. Essentially, another other. um, Or talking about the other, rather. But I'm just like, okay, girl, this is very interesting how we go about this in the show. Um, So... He's at the store. He's pissed. He's he's going off. He's showing his fangs. Everybody running out. He going he's going pussy. And then we get Jace Everett's little um good fun little guitar riff in the song start. And then we get this super cool fun song um called Bad Things. If you haven't heard the song, I'm gonna need you to go to the internet machine YouTube. Look it up. It's a good song. It's very catchy. I don't even, you know, country may or may not be my bag, but I fuck with this song. It it gets stuck in your head, bitch. And the, Jazz, look, I know you a yeehaw this person. So Let I'm me like, know. Right. I'm like, woo, yeehaw. All right. It's a good time. song. It really is. It's like, um, it, it it's considered rock, but it's definitely, this is some square dance ass shit. Y'all know mm-hmm. what this is. It is. And then they, uh, so let's talk a bit about the visuals we get as the intro credits are rolling. We're seeing all kinds of stuff. We see in animals decaying, maggots. We see in um, Venus flytraps. We're seeing people shaking that thing, shaking the monkey in the camera. We're seeing children in clan gear. Children in clan gear. Yep, that's right. We're going to leave it there. And I knew because of the location, I was going to see a Confederate flag or two. But just to let you know right there, hey, person who's never seen True Blood, if you press episode one, I want you to know this is what you're going to see. And so this sets the tone for what might happen in the dialogue and what the characters do. I expect the characters to show their whole booty hole, and they do. But some of, the, some of the writing for some of these characters, Tara, Lafayette, basically all the char- Luna, all the characters who were not white. I have some questions about the direction they went. You know, a couple questions. Just going to leave it at that. Several. Yeah. But, you know, we learned about Suki. And then some couple things we go into season one, we find out about Suki, her life, how she's at Merlot's, and how she's sitting there working her shift. And one night a vampire walks in. And we know it is Bill because you like, oh, you know, it's now now. But if real time watching it, he comes in, the music changes. Everybody knows he's different. He's dressing in kind of like older clothes. He he look a little dusty. He's sitting in the booth. He's trying to mind his business. Like she was like, oh, I think Marlott's got their first vampire. And um, even with that, one really thing that stands out about Suki, everybody in the neighborhood knows that Suki can read thoughts. She can read your mind. She's telepathic, or so she's perceived to be. And so, of course, this is a good thing for her, but obviously it's problematic. Like, she gets overwhelmed. She's hearing our thoughts. Sometimes she's listening to her friend's thoughts. They ready to whoop her ass. But she's excited because she can't hear Bill's thoughts. And she's geeked up because she ain't never met a vampire before. And this is, like, when this whole thing with vampires is like, I'm a vampire girl. Woo! I'm not hiding no more. You know this would have been my bag. It would have. You'd have been like, okay, bet. So, you turn me. Yep, I'm yours. Ta-da! 
I would have been turned immediately, actually. You would have popped um, up with a whole vamp boyfriend. Like, hello, I got a vampire. And look, I am just, the human consort. I'm about to get y'all into Fantasia. Come on, ladies, free after Bitch, 11. I'd be throwing that coochie in, uh, is in Fantasia. Tell me you wouldn't. I can see all my friends in there at Fantasia getting loose, heel tone, all kinds of fun shit. I don't know, man. Fantasia seems like a dangerous place. Like, uh-uh, the vampires be a little too crunk. No, thank you. That you be no. minding your business. Yeah, they be a little crunk. I'm, I don't know. I would like to be protected by Eric Northman. I will say that Eric Northman is a sex symbol. If Eric Northman said, said hey, a sex come symbol. down. Yes. yes. If he said, come yes. down to dance affectation, I might have to say yes, because Eric Northman And that's my directly. And that's the only reason. that if no, Like, if no one asks me, like, if it's not Eric Northman, I just, I'm not going. going? I won't. You know, you going, <laughs> you go, you're like, I'm in there, bitch. Oh my God. But yeah. I work I as mean, a bartender. Bartender. I will work as a bartender if one of the uh, vampires will walk me home. You got to walk me home, baby. We can't we can be out here. home because I'm a vampire. Duh. Oh, of course. But you're going to be a I new vampire though. Like the and new I'm vampire. Crunk. Yeah, you're going to be crunk. But like, what if an old vampire walk up on us? Oh well, I gotta get information because I clearly well, know the damn rules. What? That I gotta and get information. Like, oh, she's mine, but he's gonna Hopefully fight you. <sighs> we gonna live See, it up. And this is why <sighs> Eric Dorfman gotta walk us home. Anyway, um, because <laughs> he's a thousand years old. I, you know, it's a good time. I really like this world they've created. It's Sookie Stackhouse and all her bullshit and her love affair with Bill Compton. Because as soon as he see her, he's like, "You're different." But we later find out. That he was sent to find motherfucking Sookie Stackhouse. We don't know this now, but he is here on fucking purpose. This is not no, ooh, I just seen this bad bitch. Oh, Sookie Stackhouse. Is she cute? She got a cute bone structure. She's a pretty girl. But you just pulling up because her blood does smell different. Okay? Because we find out at the end of this season or the end of season two. I don't know. that We we all know she's um, different. Because what are you? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a waitress. Duh. It's about the end of season two, because in season two, at this point, we still think she, we, you think she's just telepathic. And then in season two, she meets Barry, who is somebody else who's alive currently that's like her um, when they go to Dallas. I think it's like season three, season four, you find out a bit more that she's like definitely not 100% human. Yes. Yeah. Boom. But in season one, we're introduced to a couple characters. We got Lafayette, who's the fry cook, who also be selling um that work. Um, just want to say rest in peace to Nelson Ellis um, because he is no longer with us. He, amazing character. I was pissed at the wig choices and the lace choices for Lafayette. There's a point where they try at the late girl. <clears throat> we're going to talk about it right now because I'm going to be pissed when I get to that season. There's a part midway through the show, the entire show. At the beginning, Lafayette is just, you know, bullheaded with a little rap, endless rap. Sometimes, sometimes they got their head out. Sometimes they got the scarves. Always a bad bitch. Never a question. That's on period. So later on in the show, you see where Lafayette has like braids. And I'm like, okay, girl, like, okay. But they got the band on and they take the band off and it really looks like a Party City wig. Like, you know, at this point, I'm looking at the year, 2014, thinking about the lace. Okay, got a couple questions. But I know that we could at least faded the wig out a little bit when we glued it onto their scalp so it could look a little bit. Like it was natural instead of somebody literally cut a piece of a party city wig, hit some like tacky glue and just slapped it on a scalp real quick, 
track glue at that and just glued it onto their head like you know a, like a 42 piece real quick and it was not it it was just the, the first three pieces in the front piece 42. i'm so jasmine i'm serious because i was so angry because i all i could That's think is additional piece where where were the black people on set they weren't there because the way he was dressed um, that's one of my questions. Who was dressing Lafayette? Because I just don't Me. believe in my heart. <laughs> Me, bitch. Because actually. No, you weren't. You were not putting fitted <laughs> caps with 15 decals on it. You was not giving him not that. Not that much. With big country like um, belt buckles. You were not giving him those outfits. There I were a few outfits where he was like, mm, mm. this is cute. This is cute. And also, this is early on. This makes it down south. Okay, this is stuff we will wear. But also, you were not. Now, his makeup always look great. But you are not putting these clothes on Lafayette like this. Not with the decal of the uh, different patches on the jeans. Although it was appropriate for the area, the time. I would have just did a simple white tee. But Lafayette had that gold number on with that thick belt. And then that hung over the jeans. And I was like, all right, it's a lot of print on the jeans. We just need a simple jean because we already got a lot of layers on. His outfits were doing a lot, but Lafayette I is a him. very bold character. So, I mean, I guess they just decided, you know, fuck it. These are his clothes. All right. This is how it is. This is what he's doing. He also, back into my day, back in my Tumblr day, which is Tumblr's coming back, I will always see that scene of Lafayette cussing out the fucking customers because they wanted to make fun of him because he was gay. And he was like, bitch, you going to eat the food the way I make it, bitch. I'm going to beat your ass. And they sat there and ate that motherfucking food. Fucking make it. I was- yes. Y'all can't see me. I'm so excited. I'm dancing in slow motion because I leaned all the way. I was like, yes. Fuck them up. Um, Lafayette is the girl. Okay, so let me tell I don't know if you knew, but at the end of season one, before we realize who's actually in the back of the truck, that was supposed to be Lafayette. So I can't help it when I'm watching this show. Mind y'all, like, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen this show. Probably a lot. Because at before the new season begins, I'm watching the old season. So just to catch up and get familiar. They were not going to bring Lafayette back because Lafayette wasn't a part of the books. Like Tara's in there, but Tara's character is not as prominent as they are on the show. And then um, and Lafayette, that was just a, you know, I can't remember if Lafayette's actually in the book. Like if that's actual character. And if they were, they're definitely not in book after book one. So once that character died, but everybody loves Lafayette because they're such a like lively, great character, amazing, reading people for motherfucking filth, challenging the establishment, out here living a life, getting to the money, owning the room, all the above. They decided to bring Lafayette back and because, and that, and you know, that other person ended up in the back of the car. We find out about Tara, who is, you know, one of the very few black people on the show. Um, Tara is a person I feel like should have been written way better um, throughout the entire series. Like, I feel like they didn't have to necessarily have, like, a super strong love interest in the end, but I was really upset because it seemed like every... Tara, Lafayette, and a couple other characters, I feel like every time something good happened for them, immediately something bad came and washed it over, and there was no redemption for them like it was for other people. And I was just I don't, I never really, that never really sat well for me. Like, there's a couple times where you think that Tara is going to, and throughout various seasons, you think Tara is going to have, like, be on the up and up, like other people, like, get, like, peace for a second. Also, I'm tired of seeing Black people just go through, like, trauma for no fucking reason. And then, like, she's like... Gets a moment of like, whoo, just to catch her breath. And then all of a sudden shit is whooping her ass two seconds later. 
Um, and, you know, she's already got like a traumatic, you know, backstory to her life. Like her mom wasn't really there for her. You know, she's gone through a lot of abuse. She, you know, was able to take refuge with Sookie's family. And to see this play out this way was not. Yeah, I, first of all, I didn't like they made Tara so angry all the time, but it makes sense because her past. So I can understand her just being constantly angry and then things not happening for her. So it feels like everybody else is having a good time. But then she's getting fucked up, like, you know, in season two and stuff like that, where she's in love with certain people and bad stuff happens to them. Her, She get kicked out of her mama house at the end of season one because she's also drinking. She can't keep a job because her anger problems. Now, some of this shit is literally her. Tara don't know when to shut the fuck up. If something on her mind, she has to say it out immediately. If she don't like, I don't like that you do fuck that. I'm like, bitch, you need to read the room sometimes. You need to fucking relax. Also, she just be complaining sometimes or saying shit out of her mouth that she just need to shut the fuck up. And I'm like, why did you make her so angry? Also, why are both of the parents of the black characters fucked up? Like, why is the mama like this is going on with them? And then also, even Lafayette, his mom is not stable emotionally or um, mentally. So she is in literally in a nursing like facility to take care of her. So I'm like, damn, neither one of their parents can be Gucci. Like, damn, you ain't got none of the strong parents. At least one motherfucker. Like, I know that Suki parents have passed and pretty much their grandparents raised them. I get that. But at least they had, they, they had Meemaw, which I did like Meemaw. And, you know, she died in the first season. Lord. Me too. It was so sad. I was like, dang, I like me, mom. But again, they they had somebody. Somebody had everybody had a some kind of nice adult figure, and the black characters had each other, and they still had a fucked up relationship. Because again, Tar would come in there and be like, "Fuck, but fuck," and then whatever, bitch, I can play that. Life be like, "Get the fuck out of my house, girl. What are you doing?" She loved to overstep a bound. She's a habitual line stepper, Tara. Tara is. So is Sookie, but Tara is also a habitual line stepper. You tell she her is. no, and then she be like, "I'm gonna do this thing anyway," because I decided that this. I'm like, you know what? We have to keep Tara on the, on the prayer line. Really? We have to call Jesus on the main line for Tara because so many bad things happen to her. So I get her anger, but also, you know, as we'll go through, she finds love for a short period of time, but the way she get it is kind of fucked up. But Tara, mm, I don't know about them. Lafayette, I do like as a character. The dialogue itself that they give to Lafayette, mm-hmm. I'm, not, but I'm not that familiar with the dialect of Louisiana. Let's start here. I'm not that familiar, so I can't be like, oh, this is over the top. But sometimes it feels over the top. It, um, she did what she tried to do. It's, it's, it, no. I'm gonna just leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. One, because my sinuses and all that shit is whooping my ass. But two, <laughs> no, we're gonna leave it at that. But we're introduced to Tara. She's Sookie's best friend. We learned so much about her and her relationship with Lafayette in season one. And that in too deep. We learned about Eric and Pam and how Eric is the sheriff of, he's sheriff of Area 5, which is where they're all located. He owns the restaurant Fantasia. And you really just kind of, we're introduced to him at this point because most of the season is really Sookie and Bill heavy. That's really the big thing. And also that there's a lot of waitresses just randomly dying in Bonton. So there's a mystery element to it, which is awesome. I love a mystery story. So let's go there. We're um, introduced to other characters, Sookie's brother, Jason, Jason Stackhouse. Like Jasmine said, we're introduced to her grandma. We're introduced to Hoyt, who is Jason's best friend, who works on, he's like a construction worker. Lafayette got like 50 jobs. Because Lafayette cook at uh, Merlot's, Merlot's, excuse me, not Merlot. He cooks at Merlot's. (laughs) Because I think about how, like when I say Merlot, there's a part about Lafayette and Merlot 
We'll get to there in a second. He's at Merlot's and also working as like a, you know, a construction worker. He works for Hoyt. He works with Jason. And that's what they do for a living. Jason is the person who is not only Sookie's brother, he cannot hear thoughts like Sookie. However, I still feel like, because we learn a little bit later about what kind of is going on with Sookie and her, and we find, and you see this a little bit too in episode one. She's got like, you know, like she throws a chain a little bit later because backing up. Beep boop, beep boop. Backing up. We see Sookie um, at Marlotte's and after this interaction she has with Bill, Bill's by himself and the rat trays pull up. See, we didn't forget about that story, y'all. The rat trays pull up and she can hear the rat trays thoughts and they're hooked on V. V is vampire blood. The rat trays are trying to get close with Bill. They coming on to him like they trying to look for a third. It's a lot of sexual flu- fluidity in the show. Um, So just to give y'all a heads up, I love everything about it. They're trying to get with him. They connect with him. They end up leaving the bar with him. And Sookie's like, I got to protect Bill. And so she runs out there and she tries to protect Bill. She whoops the, well, the rat trace ass. And when she throws this chain that she finds, it's like it magically leaves her hands and wraps around the uh, guy's neck. And so everybody's trying to figure out how she do it. And so she defeats the rat trace. Bill's fucked up. She feels beat. Bill is blood. Womp, womp, womp. Next night, her ass get jumped by the rat trace. Bill feeds her her blood, right? You see that blood tie? Bow. Keep that in your head. So we're following this whole situation where Sookie's trying to navigate her feelings about how she's going through her everyday life, interacting with this vampire. She's kind of enamored with him. They're getting to know each other. They're trying to be friends. She wants to fuck on him. He don't, she don't really know. She's just the whole mystery of it all. The town, they don't bang with anybody different. So you know they already racist. You know they already homophobic. And now you are fucking quote unquote fanger bitch you a fang banger you out here having sex with fanger is supposed to be like like the derogatory term for for vampire like oh you're a fanger you a fang banger so that means you have sex with vampires or you make yourself available for vampires to feed on you or to use you other than just regular high and buy shit so the town is hating and Sookie's like girl i just want to hang out with bill like ain't nothing wrong with bill and we see this whole situation how that plays out um jason Back to the point of there are a lot of dead waitresses that are uh, popping up and walking in and out of Merlots. We meet Dawn, who is a person who works at Merlots, who had a relationship with Jason in the past. Girl, she got that. Maudette Pickens, who's not a waitress, but she's a patron of Merlots, and she was messing around with vampires, filming people. Girl, mess. Yes, all this stuff going on. And here's the thing. One of my questions that need to be that need to answer is, why bitches keep working at Merlots? As you see, so many motherfuckers die working at Merlots. It's not even just the waitresses. It's like two or three of them bitches get got, even maybe four. Then even one of the cooks get got, you know? Like, the motherfuckers be dying or getting in trouble or the monsters pull up to Merlots. Like, Merlots is a feeding ground, literally, for some bullshit. It's too much going on here. I don't know. How, what are they paying? For y'all to keep on working here. Not enough. Arlene feeding her kids off of this salary, baby. There's in here. Okay, I don't know what's going the cost on. Of Maybe it's must only be low, baby. Yeah, yeah, it the has, cost to be the, has to be low. Yeah, and also the only restaurant in town, they probably getting plenty of um plenty well, they're getting all the business because there's no more uh people in town. But yes, I Merlots is doing a whole lot. 
but and we and we learn this. Well, we see this, but the rest of the people in the movie doesn't see this. Sam or Lot is the owner, and he's a shifter, so he could turn into a dog. So that's another side plot. Jason messing with all these girls. They think he did it, but he. We learn that he did not do it. It was Renee, Arlene's fiance, the whole time. Well, fucking Louisiana for accents. Jasmine, bitch. When I tell you, I lost it. When I saw that Cajun dialect for actors tape in real time and every fucking time I see that damn tape and I just went to New Orleans for the first time in my life and all I can think, we got in the Uber and it was, we was in the Uber and it was somebody who was, you know, a non-black speaker, the best Cajun. And I texted him, I said, I said, somebody in here got the Cajun dialects. Bitch, <laughs> I lost it because I was like, you know what? It's time for me to go home. I'm sitting here cracking up and... And we was at ball time. So I really was like, whole time. Renee was the ultimate scammer. This show has so many scammers when you think about the big bads of each season. You got Renee and his scam and murderous ass and how he can't deal with people interacting with vampires all around him in season one. Girl, in season two, who you got? Who was the big bad in season two? Oh, Mar- uh, when, the main dad, um, Marianne. Yeah, the main dad and Marianne. Everybody that storyline went on for way heated. too long. It was nothing. It took up the whole season because, okay, after the first situation where we deal with Bill and Bill killed the vampire, he got to turn Jessica. A lot of the problems are not huge problems. They're not like world breaking problems. We get to the main man who is pulled up because um, Tara finds this. Well, okay. Tara's mom was like, I got a demon in me. So she needs an exorcism. And you go to the hood, the hood exorcist. And they, you know, do some shit where she's a scammer because her ass working motherfucking Walgreens or some shit. Um, or maybe she just needs a supplemental income. I don't know. But Rest Tara in peace, Miss like, Jeanette. Yes. She, uh, Tara was like, what the fuck is you doing? So Target, they both get um, an exorcism. But Tara's life is going good until Marianne shows up. It's like, oh, you called on me. Pretty much kills the girl. Eating the hearts. Make the hedonism. Everybody smoking, drinking, fucking, having a good time. She want to be worshipped. And the only way to kill her ass is for her to think that she has died the way she... You got to make her think it was her idea. Pretty much. Yeah. And Sam takes part in helping do that by turning into a bull. Which was, you know, this is what you get. Because also Sam, he borrowed money from her and ran the fuck off. Uh, air quotes borrowed. Sam he's not trustworthy he has a lot of fucking secrets a and lot. I'm like bruh I'm like okay whatever but that that is all of season two y'all trying to figure out who's killing these people and taking hearts what's going on with Tara and Marianne we know that something's not right but Marianne is trying to like isolate Tara from her friends yeah. and shit like that and wherever Tara goes she Ooh, follows bring her eggs into it mm-hmm. oh poor eggs because they you know they fall in love but then you know, his break, they're all fucked up. Once that shit is over, they all have to live with the fact they kill people. They had sex. They were all having sex. They were killing people. All kinds of wild shit was happening because Terry and Arlene get to guess and Terry and Arlene get together because they was definitely fucking around. Um, And she pregnant, but it's Renee baby and it's a demon baby giving American Horror Story a little bit the first season. So I was like, hmm. They that and also Amenad is a real like I think it's, it's, it's Greek mythology so that's a real thing. Go ahead and look that up, y'all. They didn't they didn't just pull a bunch of shit out their ass. They kind of stayed true to a lot of mythos and things for various creatures and soups and things. Um, in season two, we're dealing with Lafayette dealing with PTSD. Um, because at the end of season one, when I was talking about that whole like who is this with the red toenail polish in the back car, 
And since they decided to keep Lafayette on, they made it Miss Jeanette. I will say when when Miss Jeanette got her wig snatched in the store, I literally inaudibly screamed, bitch, because the way Tara ripped that motherfucking wig off, I was like, oh, there is a gif that exists on the internet. I know the word is gif, bitch. We're going to say gif on here. There is a gif on the internet of Miss Jeanette getting that wig snatched in the grocery store, and I scream every time. But Lafayette is dealing with PTSD. Um, from all of the situation with Dylan V and Eddie and all that mess with Janice Ian from season one, because we didn't even touch on that. Janice Ian on the show, girl, she's sitting up here teaching uh, Jason how to do V and V Jason Bruh. getting hooked on V and Ain't her name like Amy or some shit being fucking yeah. annoying, girl uh, scammer. And they end so up kidnapping scammers. a vampire, and that was the vampire Lafayette was fucking with. They they fuck up Lafayette shit so much, bruh. And that's how Lafayette ended up getting captured in season mm-hmm. two because Eric is like, "Oh, you in here selling V? Because you are not supposed to be selling vampire blood." Nope. They're, they're no hell no. Because one, are they be laws doing laws in these communities. Yes, law. I'm the law. He's the sheriff. He also is getting highlights because when you first see him, his hair is long, and long. Mm, but then he gets the cut, and it's like, oh, okay. All right, he getting highlights and shit. Not him getting his hair dyed. Um, excuse me, get me these Revlon Blonde Three, thanks. Got to get that blood out, baby. It was crazy in there. Next level. Um, but Lafayette was held captive by Eric and Pam at the bottom of Fantasia for like two and a half weeks. And they have like this whole like dungeon situation down there that is used for more than just sexual activities. It's wild. Season two, where if you want to like follow along in the books, you're like, oh, bitch, what book is this? So we're on Dead in Dallas. That's book two. We get in book two, book three. This is another thing we kind of veer away because I think one of these books, the cover for the books are so fun. Like there's literally a book where Sookie is riding a tiger. Because at this point, it, yes, girl. Because at this point in the story, like we're dead in Dallas, we're in Dallas. We learn about Barry. We meet the Dallas vamps and how Dallas vamps in Texas are way different Louisiana vamps. They run in a different ship. We learn a little bit about... um you know, just a little bit of a mess. Jason in this season is Jason's storyline. He's being saved because he's tired of this. He feels really bad about the situation that happened with Eddie and he wants to turn up. Jason is just so easily influential, bitch. Like he just be doing anything. I know people like ain't nothing but air up there. Jason Stackhouse has this whole reputation of being dumb as rocks. It's just the whole thing, girl. Jason just trying to find his way. And so Jason ends up being um, involved in this religious cult. I love a cult. And it's essentially, he tries to, you know, they try to get him to be the soldier of the sun. And we're meeting Steve and Sarah Newman. Keep those people in your mind because they come back several times throughout the entire show. What's the people called? The whatchamacallits of the sun? The fellowship of the sun. The fellowship of the sun. We end up finding them because they didn't kidnap motherfucking Godric, who is the um, chair for Area 9. That's I feel like that's why they in Dallas anyway, because... Oh, Eric is, is Eric's the, maker. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, Eric is like, oh, I'm about to find... That's pretty much my father. Girl, I'm about to find him. And, you know, they've been linked up for, you know, thousands of years. And Godric is 2,000 years old. So, it's like, the older you are as a vampire, the stronger you are. So, if he is 2,000 years old... How the fuck did someone even kidnap him? What what do y'all have? Because if you can kidnap Godric, you could kidnap anybody else who's younger. You could easily get to Eric. Yep. He's a, he's half his age. You could easily get to anybody. But the, you know they start making weapons. They're making um, wooden bullets. They got the silver and motherfuckers up. They doing a whole lot. It's really a fanatic group, and it's also standing for like 
Christian groups like, oh yes, we're we're saying we're gonna do this because God told us to, and you guys are abominations, and we're gonna fucking destroy you. And I'm like, okay, all right, taking it way too far, friends. But not even just that, like this whole side mission story with Sarah and and Jason, and how Sarah is like Steve's wife who ain't getting no dick, but she really just trying to fuck on everybody, and Jason is really just trying to get to Jesus and become one with Jesus, but somehow he ended up fucking her in the um in the balcony at the church, bitch. Girl, especially when you find out later what's really good with Steve, and I knew it the whole time, Kadar. So. We're sitting here watching the show. I'm cracking the fuck up, bitch, because everybody got all the stuff going. I'm just like, this is this is a show. We find out so much more, especially siding into season three. Um, and we're introduced more to the other people in the supernatural community. How exciting. We're learning about Russell Esherton, who's the king of Mississippi. We learn about the Queen of Louisiana, which is played by Ever Rachel Wood. What's her name? Sophie Ann, who is uh the queen. And we start to figure out why we're on. The fuck Bill Compton train, okay? If you are here, go ahead and collect your juice and cookies in the back, bitch. We've been meeting at the front. I've been waiting for Jasmine to go ahead and get her badge. She already registered to join us. She's here at the committee now. Fuck Bill Compton. We learned so many new secrets, okay? And there's a lot of shit that happens in this season that really pissed me off, especially when we talk about Tara. So I'm going to talk about the Tara shit first because that's the first in my mind, and I'm going to get to everybody else. I'm pissed about how Tara just lost eggs. She tried to kill herself. And so after that, because that whole situation with eggs was a whole hot ass mess anyways. And then she tries to take her own life. Um, And then after she tries to do that, you think she's okay. Whatever. Lafayette's really trying to nurse her in. Everybody's trying to bring her in, surround her with love. You know, we start seeing um, Alfre Waters on the show. She's using the other F words. She's popping up. I do like her character, but Lord Jesus, like, why the fuck was she written like that? I don't know. I'm torn. She plays shaky character well, but I'm tired of seeing her in these shaky ass roles. But that's between her and the Lord for why she's taking these roles. That's that. Brent is due. (laughs) So I'm tired of Tara getting the short end of the stick because then she's still grieving. She's still trying to process all this traumatic things that happened to her. She gets fucking caught up in a relationship with a, a, a relationship, air quotes. She has a one-night stand with a fucking, what's his name? Franklin. Her and Franklin, they had a one-night stand. They fucking and stuff. Dick was fire. It seemed. I don't know. She was rolling her eye back, baby. It was crazy. And then after that, he kidnaps her. So shit goes left really quickly for Tara. Kidnaps her, abuses her, trigger warning for endless sexual assault. Shit that happens on camera, off camera. Then we get mixed up in this Eric Sookie King of Louisiana, Queen of Leanza, merger, franchise, partnership Bitch. shit. They got her in a big house. This is very slave slave. This it is was. Slave because this is where we get in the, it's kind of season three. Because all after the main dad shit, all this shit happened. Russell Edgerton is the big bad here where he's kidnapped Bill. He got the werewolves on V and he's also treating them like lower class citizens and they're still taking it. He's like, shut up, you fucking dog. And they're like, ah, I'm like, uh, you t- what? You're going to let him talk to y'all like that? Like y'all can't just throw some silver on his bitch ass? Like y'all going to let him rock like this? But either way, he's up here. He the kidnap Bill. And it's like, Bill, you about to be this person. You about to get me Queen Sophie and you about to do all this shit. You about, you know, we about to link up and you're not going back to Sookie. Fuck you. 
that's what you're gonna do and then franklin literally has her in the same house over there like they're all in the Girl. same space and bill does not save her so you know tara does not fuck with bill at all you at let this all. motherfucker assault me and do all this shit and you you talk about something I couldn't do anything. He didn't even apologize later. Like, I could understand you had to play a part to eventually save everybody. But even after they got free, he ain't say my bad. He ain't say nothing to Tara. He was like, all right, Tara, let's focus on Suki. Tara should have been moved, bitch. And I know I'm glad she goes to Louisiana. She should have stayed in Louisiana. Excuse She should have stayed in New Orleans when she left. When she left, she should have never came back. She should have kept being a motherfucking cage fighter, bitch. UFC asshole. And get into the Shamanis and fucking free, or what is it, or on Frenchman Street. She should have been getting to the Shadalas. Had a bad bitch. And she should have never went back to Bonsai. She had a bad bitch. She should have never went back. Okay, I'm really pissed about this shit that happened um, with Russell Edgerton. So the werewolves, okay, y'all. So we're introduced to werewolves. And there's not just werewolves in this world. There are where, enter the blank here. So here's where... They talk a bit about it on the show because Jason, at one point, you were introduced to Crystal and Jason and their relationship. And we learned about the Were Panthers and Hotshot and how the Were Panthers. <laughs> Y'all can't see Jess's face. Jess! I hate the storyline. Uncle, brother, bitch. They, the Were Panthers all fucking. Bitch. Double they're cousin. All, they're all fucking on each other because in order to continue to breed Were Panthers, they have to fuck each other because you can't. They try to turn Jason into a werepanther, but it does not work because you cannot turn him. You have to be born be a werepanther. Born this way. And they, they're like, oh, you're turning. No, I'm dying, bitch. I have a fever. And this is why they, Jessica and Hoyt find his ass on the street, which we get that love triangle because once he gets her blood, of course, you have thoughts about the vampire, sexy dreams. That's why we get a lot of um, nice homosexual Girl. dreams of Jason because he takes in vampires. Mm. Real, mm, I was like, oh, this is hot. Okay. It's a lot um, of hot shit on this show. I'm yeah. myself like, Woo, I'm like, ooh, yes. this is hot. Okay. All right. Everybody but, kissing on everybody. Wow. Yeah, J- Jason is stupid, but he has the body of a goddess. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. There. Nothing also, but you know, air. You whisper in his get... ear, it will echo, baby. This is practice for Mary Shaw, bitch. Okay. He had to end another life. This is what Jake Stackhouse was doing. And then the next life, he had some thoughts, but it still didn't work. Because, spoiler alert, he still failed to Mary Shaw's doom. Yes. He was in this Yes, he was. That was him. That was him, Jasmine. Your brain. Y'all can't see Jazz's face in real time. Yes. That was. Yes. 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 Okay. Backing oh up reverse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Y'all can't see your face. Right. I'm so excited. That bitch, it's literally like a light bulb went off. Ding, what? Yes. And you know I'm excited. Um, <clears throat> now, I'm here to let y'all, let's put a little book stuff on the table. There's where, here's where things start to get a little different. Obviously, we don't need to follow it page for page, but the relationship with Crystal and Jason is very different in the show. I already told y'all, Tara is not as prominent as she is in the books. And so they gave, of course, you got to make, you know, gas it up because it's a show. Crystal and Jason actually end up getting married in the books. They have a whole family. Um, Spoiler alert. Crystal dies in the books. Like Jason ends up having not as host. I know they say that Sookie is the one that clearly has the fate blood, but I still feel like there's some sort of fate influence on Jason because how everybody is so enamored with Jason as well. And how he has some sort of influence because it's like, well, he's got good looks. Yeah, but it's more than that. He's He's got an influence on other people too. Um, that's a conversation for another day. But Crystal and Jason end up together. 
they have like a whole family. And then there's in the books, there's a bunch of people who are taking out soups in general because of the stuff with the wares. So they're taking out wear panthers, there's wear tigers. So there's a whole nother storyline that happens in the book. Cause you know, we get Al seed in the show. But there's Alcy, there's a, Suki got a whole, girl, Suki be getting the, the, the dick, okay? She got Alcy, she got this dude named Quinn, who's a were-tiger, you know, she just, were-tiger, yes. And then, you know, we know with Crystal, with, um, Crystal and Jason with the were-panthers, there's a couple other people, and you know, the regular vamp stuff with Eric and, uh, and Bill and all that other shit. Suki be getting to the people, girl, she out here, she's a people, person of the people. And so Crystal and Jason end up together. They're married, um, but Crystal um, dies. Uh, it's like a hate crime. She, someone burns her, like they're in a fire. Like they die in a fire. Yeah, it's bad, bitch. It's horrible. Um, the shit in Hot Shot is still very much a thing, um, but instead of Crystal going back to her family and Jason being trigger worn and sexually assaulted by all the people in Hot Shot between season three and season four, none of that actually happens and she gets out of that bullshit and they stop selling Crystal meth and... They have a family. Oh my god! Because in the in the show, they can they will not they refuse to stop selling crystal meth. They just will not. They need to make a living, and it has to be crystal meth. And then also, he's again sexually assaulted by like several women, and he's like, "I'm not. This is a child. Please, I get me out of here, please." And when he tells Hoyt, Hoyt is like, "This just happened to you. You're not concerned about this." You need a doctor. <laughs> also, a side note, Buddha from I Love New York is actually one of the security guards in Russell Edgerton's team. Um, he is the lone black person, the bald-headed black guy, and Russell Edgerton's team is Buddha from I Love New York. Just wanted to let y'all know. Random facts. Of course you would know that. Of I, course I, I would of know course. this, because oh. I Love New York, Flavor of Love, one and two. Bit. Same wound, Flav! The same, same wound! wound. Bitch, I wanted to punch Flame too. Girl. I can't believe How dare it. you embarrass me in front of everybody two times, Ooh, bitch. And that's why Tiffany Pollard is the baddest bitch on earth. Not because of that, but because she rose and she's still out here getting to the Shacoin and the Shadollar. I love Tiffany Pollard. And if she's listening to this, please, oh my God, I want to cry. Wow. Wow. Icon. 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 There's um, so many this, things that she has period. said that is just period. Stuck. Right down in here. Um, Beautiful gowns. And not even the sideways way. I'm not way. your business. Oh, get the bitches together. <laughs> I, you see, y'all can't see my face. I said, oh, I got a line like this. <laughs> got my shoulders. Okay. <laughs> um, we learn a little bit about Bill and Lorena. Lorena is Bill's maker. So we learn about this and this. Y'all, I had to make a web because everybody fucking on everybody in this show. So let's start there. Um, but Lorena made Bill when he was fighting for the Confederacy. Because <clears throat> we skipped over that in the first season. Yes, sir. Koofy is on. Um, so there's a couple things in the first season. We already know this is south of the Mason-Dixon line. So you already know what's going down. This is the alcohol and down. It's crunking here. There's a couple meetings. They have some Confederacy, daughter of the Confederacy meeting. They want to know what's going on with their Confederate family members. You know, Bill actually fought for the Confederacy. So he's telling everybody what happened during the war. Bill himself didn't own no slaves, but his family owned slaves. His house is a former plantation, so we just go leave it at that, y'all. Yes. We learn a bit about Lorena and how Lorena and her her maker was really abusing her. Cause there's a part where like Bill's going ahead with Lorena. He's like, girl, I don't want to be with you. This obsession you have with me is an is unhealthy. Mariah voice, why are you obsessed with me? Just like, why, bitch? Um, and Lorena's like, girl, if I can't have you, nobody else can have you. Like, everyone is really upset 
because these vampire people, vampire people who are really strong are like enamored with Sookie and more than just like because she smells good because they find out what well, we find out in this season. She's fairy. She is a part of the Fae Nation. We find out a little bit in this season, but definitely more in four. We also find out here we are outside of Lorena being obsessed with Bill and luring him into the cut and killing him and all these other men and deciding to change in him. Bill Compton is the biggest scammer. The real reason why he came to Bon Tom, y'all ready? <clears throat> he came to Bon Tom and he kept a whole file on Sookie Girl. Her whole family is because fairies have apparently been wiped out of existence, according to everybody else. But they all had to go hide in another dimension because they smell good and they're enticing to vampires and their blood allows vampires not only to like heal and feel great and have all these other properties, but they get to walk in the sun for a short amount of time. And so vampires wiped out all the fake people at one point. So they said, bitch, we got to hide. We got to go underground. And so they smell real good. That's why, you know, they got those other powers. We see other fake people coming later. But this is the introduction of the fae fairy storyline. Um, and so Bill knew all this. Eric finds out. Eric tells Suki, I think at the end of the season, the beginning of season four, like, you know, he, they keep talking about why you shouldn't trust Bill. And she's going back and forth about like, I love Bill, but Bill's keeping secrets. And uh, I know that pissed Jasmine off because of this back and forth and the indecisiveness. Let me know if I'm wrong. You're not. Because I'm like, again, season three. He clearly is, he knew about you. And then your cousin was getting, like, was literally Queen Sophia's special bitch, like, getting sucked on. Because yes. she's a fae, too. Like, once you found this out, you still was about to get with Bill. And then at the end of it all, he kills your fairy godmother. Bill Compton is trash. If anyone comes up here and tells me that in still 2022, they are pro Bill and Sookie because you ain't got a lot, Craig. If you was on the train, it's fine. Like every once in a while, there's some couple of y'all who listen to Hula's Twihards. I'm looking into your eyes, girl. I read the books too. I'm not no Twihard, but I read the books too. So you ain't got a lot of me, Craig. Bill is trash. Period. When I read on them pages and saw on this show that Bill had all the receipts on not just Sookie, but all her kin. In a manila envelope and a fucking, what's the roller folder? You know, the shit where you, the order can, or excuse me, accordion folder, bitch, when the shit oh, opens no. up. I don't know That's what it's called, but not the accordion the folder. Oh, when no. come out and it's got the pockets. Yeah, yes. going back, bitch, stationary. And he had all the pockets of shit. Fucking Russell Edgerton looking like, oh, girl, I got all the receipts. Russell likes to collect people. So Russell got beef with people throughout the ages because not only is his he the collector, he collects crowns of kings and conquerors throughout the world, throughout the ages. He's over 3,000 years old. He Eric got beef with him because he killed his daddy and his entire family over fucking, you learn later, over goats and shit like that. Something petty, but clearly worth a lot during that time period. Um, You see like different tapestries and things and whatever. And, and this whole storyline, once we get into this house outside of Franklin, we're worried, we're, we're focused on them trying to get out of, from under Russell's thumb. Queen Sophie Ann then moved in because she decided to marry him because the now that the vampires are coming back into society and they don't have to be um, out of sight, out of mind, they got to start paying taxes. And so she ain't got no money. I mean, she got money, but now she got to get taxed on it. So it's like, oh, shit. I saw somebody tweet the, uh, not too long ago about, if you a vampire and you broke, like, you got to look that you got to think twice because what the fuck you really been doing all of eternity? And I screamed. Bruh. But I mean, she was having the money, but you know, when you pay the taxes, she ain't got no money in the bank. She be walking hey. around making those things. 
<laughs> Man, I started dancing. I heard that song recently. I was like, oh my God, we were in a club. Slaps. Dancing to this song. Slaps. Percolating, bitch. Ankles is loose. Um, And Sophia decides to marry Russell and Anderson. Now, I will let y'all know, Dennis O'Hare, acting. Everything I see Dennis O'Hare in, I'm not disappointed. Okay? Acting. Acting. Yes. Dennis O'Hare goes there as Russell Edgerton. Russell is clearly like a sociopath. He's out here. He's fucked up. He's racist as a bitch. He's a Nazi. Also, newsflash, still sad when I think about it. Um, Eric was a Nazi too. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, you, Eric yep, and Godric. There's a part where you see mm. how when Jazz talked a bit about Russell Edgerton and how he tried to have influence over the werewolves. Um, when you bring in Alcide and Debbie and Cooter, that whole side. Like, child, there's so many side stories. Debbie, girl, just embarrassing. Debbie also dies in the book, too. So that's a real thing. That Debbie, Cooter, Alcide thing was holding up stuff. I can, I kind of want you to read the stories when you get a chance. Not because it doesn't go like the show. So I don't think you're going to be as pissed off like it is about the show. Maybe if you're bored. Maybe Cliff notes it. Because when the vampire shit goes away, it focuses a lot on all the where, where, whoever, and the shifters. It's a lot, a, a couple stories that are not even vampire focused at all. And she's just trying to solve mysteries and really just get to know herself and doesn't spend, she's annoying, but she doesn't spend as much time like, oh, where's Bill? Like, she on Quinn, bitch. She on everybody else. Okay. Like, she's trying to figure out what's going on with Alcide and Debbie and them. Okay, because... Her bill, bill. It's okay. I fucking hate it. Suck it. (laughs) Just call her name all the fucking time. Even Pam is like, oh my god, her name. We heard her stupid name. (laughs) I love Pam. I love Pam. Although Pam is also shaky as well. Yes, Pam is fucking shaky. Very, but she can dress, and she's like, girl, look at me and look at you. Now let me know who has the best style. Let me let you answer the question. Or she'll be like, oh, girl, uh, don't kill her yet. Mm, this is a Chanel. Let me take that. Okay, now you can. Period, yes. I'll put that on. Thank you. I'm like, okay, Pam Pam is kind of fun. I enjoy Pam her. Pam is a really fun character. She is. Um, Eric is fun at first. And then after a while, I'm like, all right, guys. I'm, I'm a little tired of Eric. And I'm also tired that y'all made him like, like Sookie at all. Because, girl... He's I mean, not, that's not in his personality. He's supposed to be mad cut though. And he's still more cut though than like Bill and others. But uh, why is it? Okay. 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 Here we are. We ready? Crossroads. Yep. Um, before I get into that and my feelings on the Sookie and Eric Shaboot, right? In season three, season four, we're dealing with Sam and we're learning a bit more about Sam and his history as well. Um, don't want to leave that off the table. We learn about the Mickens. We learn about Tommy, his brother, and how like they shift. His mom used to shift into a dog, and they was doing dog fighting to get money. I said, "God damn, this is crazy." She was a pit bull baby trying to get to the cash. That's and wild, she- girl. We talked about this, or I think our last episode about what you will do for the Shadala. Shifting into a pit so you can enter a dog fight as a human in the pit body to get to the Shadala. Oh, no. girl, Mm-mm. no. I couldn't do it, even if I was a shifter, baby. It's just, it's not it. So, and then you also probably wonder, if you were a shifter, like, why can't you shift into a human? Well, it's not best that you do that as a shifter, and we learn a little bit why at the end of the season. It's not okay to skinwalk. Shifting into a human or an object is one thing. Skinwalking is a whole nother beast that you don't need to participate in. It makes you Um, sick. 
and it, it sure will kill does. you. You it can't just be will. like, yeah, I'm gonna just. It takes a lot out of you. But again, I wouldn't dogfight as a shifter. I would have turned into a fly no. or something and got people security codes and started scamming. Yes, that's what I would have. Yes, did. I know your I pin. That. I know your code to your house. I'm just gonna slide in, shift, dollar shit, take your card, go ahead and get the money, put the money somewhere, then come back, slide your car under the door as a fly or as a muskrat. I don't know, as a raccoon. I'm gonna just drop the bitch off as a muskrat, as a raccoon. Yeah, what? So whatever, as some kind of animal. And how you gonna know it's me? You not. Cause I could look up with somebody having to wear all black and use a car, take the money out, and then we, we you know, we can work as a unit. You'd have made way more money, and the pit bulls not whooping your ass because they were not winning all those fights. No, that's why um the mama had to retire, and Joe Lee just sitting up here, who's a non shifter, being abusive and getting a right upper hand on everybody just to get to the but it was just a sad situation, and he had them dirty ass draws on, and I was just like, I deserve everybody mm. deserves more. No, and Jolie, Jolie, why he not get off his job, off his ass doing no work? Like you, you could be doing something else. He I feel like they offered the you a job. Somewhere. They was even trying to get them. Here's a job you could do like this. Here's a place you can stay. They could have made money, but no, you still want to um, shift and shit. And now Sam end up having to kiss. You have to kill one of your own to be a skinwalker. Yeah, I believe. Yep. So that's how Sam can do do it because he end up killing. I don't know if it was his mom or his brother. He killed somebody. His brother was skin walking his Tommy. outfit, fucking up his. Yeah, Tommy was wearing his out, wearing his skin, fucking up his life, all kinds yeah. of shit. And season four, that shit was girl fucking on Luna, messing with the new van, uh, werewolf gang. They fucking killed Tommy because they a Thompson a town stomped him out because he was dressed like Sam because they was talking shit about Sam. And Tommy was like, "Girl, I'm tired. I'm about to crank it up." And that was season four and season five. But in season four, Tommy killed their parents. So Sammy's Sam, no, that is season four. Tommy's dealing uh, killed their parents. So Sam's dealing with that. And Tommy is the ultimate thief. He's sitting here stealing money from everybody. So. Tom had a lot to deal with. We got Alcide and Debbie joining that new pack. The pack master Marcus happens to be, uh, it's like, girl, what? If you got a map, you're like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, Luna baby daddy. It's a lot. And Sam and Luna are hooking up. They just starting to get to know each other. They're shifters. They be running out with their other shifter group. They just, you know, because Sam has, you know, become one with himself and his people. And he's like, I'm trying to learn more about the other shape shifters. I don't want to be alone no more running from town to town. I want to get sta- um, stable. It's wild. And then we deal with, like I said, Alcide and Debbie. She back on V a little bit. She's still fucking on other people, man. You know, she can't stay. She should have just stayed single. She shouldn't have got back with Alcide. I do appreciate her trying to get clean and live a better life, but she should have just left Alcide out of it. Um, the show opens with Suki is gone for about a year and a half because she was in the uh, fairy world. And she see her granddaddy there. And we see that just like, and when you see fairies, like people think of fairy or fae folk to be like beautiful people, but I'm cracking up because I'm like, no, this very much aligns with what we know. And for those who play Dungeons and Dragons and people who just see shit, like fairies are, can they can look like really attractive or whatever if they want to, but they can also look like fucking gremlin goblin ass niggas. Like, like they just have faces. Yes. They just have faces and all kinds of other stuff. And we see this in the fae world. Like they are tired of all of Sookie's antics. They indirectly tell her in front of everybody, like, hey, it's a rise in vampires fucking with van- um with fae people, and it's not many of us left. So we are hunkering down. We harvest all you hoes. We see Barry pop back up after the bullshit in Dallas. And we're just like, yeah, we're in here. They're giving people fruit so they can make, and if you ate the fruit, you cannot leave the fae world. And if you leave the fae world, you will die. 
Uh, Because they're like, no, you are a fairy. We're not losing you. You're staying here. Y'all got to stop mingling with these other people who are not fairies. We're tired. So Sookie granddaddy go back to earth with her. And last time she saw her granddaddy when she was a kid and they all, they knew something happened to the grandfather. They never thought that he abandoned him, abandoned them. He gives them a watch. She ends up giving it to Jason later. Um, So I, I feel bad for Sookie because one Sookie like has this horrific thing happen to her and she's trying to process the grief. The person always comes back and pops up later like a surprise. The grandmother do that too a couple times. And she's like reliving that pain all over again. Not to mention, there's a new person dying every other episode in the show. Like, none of these characters are safe. So watching everybody, like, deal with that is a thing. Um, season four, we also have Hoyt and Jessica breaking up. Girl, because mm-hmm. after the blood situation, after Jason finally gets rescued from the Panther situation, why the fuck, you know, of course, Jessica was like, oh, we got to save him. Give him the blood. But, you know, he got the hots for her. Then she got the hots for him. She is tired of Hoyt. Hoyt is so in love with her. And she's like, oh, my God, I want to be fucking out. fucking Because, you know, vampires are very sexual beings. And they like to move yes. around. They're usually not monogamous at all. But so she, and of course she hasn't been in a real relationship. She's very young. So she's like, I just need to be out here. And she had a fucking Jason, which, of course, is a clearly a deal breaker for fucking Hoyt. But then, of course, Jason can't keep a secret because he tells. He just like he tells Tara what happened with um eggs. He he tells the truth. Oh God. Hmm. But he's like, yeah. I Everything mean, Jessica had races, sex. But okay. And, mm-hmm. and Hoyt whooped his ass at work. And it's like, we're not fucking friends. You're never gonna have real love, bitch. Because something's missing in you, bitch. Mm. Fuck you. Never talk to me again. And then, of course, him and Jessica break up. And he gets a new girl. It doesn't work out. And he ends up at, when we go into season five, he, he at the vampire club dressed like a fucking Gotham villain. But Damn a little bit. his ass. It mm-hmm. smells like desperation. Mm. He got <laughs> sleeveless hoodies on and fucking eyeliner all around the eyes. Somebody come get him with this purple fucking tie on. What, what are we doing? Who dressed him? Y'all could have just gave him a black mesh tee and called it a day, but y'all wanted to do all this. This is yes. unnecessary. Yes, hot topics he's, finest. Yes, he's acting out because he misses Jessica. He want to see her. And he's like, you love me. You could just be with me. Just be with me. And she's like, no, I'm not going to hurt you anymore. I'm not going to just be with you, which is this ridiculous triangle. But then she also still messing with Jason, but also messing with other people. She's just out here, you know, tossing her coochie around, exploring and shit. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. The big bad for season four also is this whole Marnie and Antonia. Marnie is like the local, which, because we get a couple of new characters too. So you talk about Wicca and all kinds of things. And we're talking about magic and, you know, good magic, bad magic, blood magic, all those things. Jesus and Lafayette and Lafayette learning out that he's a medium and he's got the magic in him. And Jesus realizing that he has a lot of indigenous magic from his Mexican ancestors and stuff in him as well. It's a whole lot going on, y'all. And so Marnie, she's supposed to be someone that is like their like cool hangout witch circle where they just go down. And it very much gives Buffy where like um, they will all go down and just practice magic spells. So Willow and all them would practice the magic spells. Maybe some old bullshit will pop off every other Thursday. That's what's going on here. 
They go down to the local bookstore and they practice in magic spells. Next thing you know, Marnie out here practicing necrovancy. Bill got somebody in the cut because this motherfucker didn't got amplified up in the ranks because he didn't got a, a standoff with goddamn Sophie Ann bitch. And now he the, the king of Louisiana. And he banked her. And he fucking banked her. Girl. He fucking got her in there and had people shoot shoot her ass up. It was like, now nah, I'm the king of Louisiana. And I'm of course, crying, see, he banked her. He did. Bruh. And then that's why Suki come back and was like, how the fuck you become king? I know you did some shady ass shit something's yeah. wrong with you and he's fucking on somebody else who he finds out is his great great granddaughter that's girl and he's fucking um all of the incest in this show child then he glamours her and be like you you are afraid of me you i disgust you you want to run away mm-hmm. every time you see me girl because she was trying to come back and still ride dick and he was like portia no like Portia Belfour, I am a great, great, I am your great, 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 great grandfather. He said 50,000 is great. He is your grandfather, bro. Y'all are related. And she was like, well, you know, it's just, and he's like, no, we are related. I am sorry we had sex, but we are related. We will never touch each other in that fashion again. And I am screaming out the window because it's a lot of that going on, especially in Hot Shot. Um, oh, hot chart. Oh my but god, yeah, Antonia. She came from the Spanish Acquisition, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. because vampires are dead, necromancy is going to fuck them up because that's you know pretty much magic of the dead or something like that. And so if you're dead, they can control you. You know, make zombies or something like that, or could erase your memory because we see that with Eric and he gets, you know, his mind erased and he's this different person. Which oh my god, hate that subplot. And you know, Pam is looking for him desperately which okay again that's a plot but Antonio is like bitch I'm gonna get all you hoes back for what y'all did during the Spanish Acquisition because apparently vampires will get into positions of power and run everything and they would just be feeding on people and shit and Antonio said bitch we ain't having none of that I'm, I'm actually killed she got a spell where she killed so many vampires and that's why they had to fucking go into hiding and they pretty much are just now coming to fuck back but she was like you know at a point she was like you know I don't need to kill all these people this is unnecessary I could just chill and Marty's like no fuck that shit we killing everybody bitch and Marty will, is holding her spirit fucking hostage she has bonded her soul to hers it's like we are in here I'm not letting go I'm killing all the vampires. They fucked up everybody's shit. They killed up. They killed some witches. Look at them. Cat has put dead ever after into the um book. You see that it's, tiger? I see it's a tiger, the tiger, a dog, and a wolf. Quinn, Sam, Alcy. Ciao. What vampire bitch? I'm losing it, y'all. Oh I my gosh. It's the Pointing drama. to the this cover. So, it's not even love triangle. It's like love, like fucking pentagram squared, bitch. I don't even know what's Octagon. going on. Octagon. Everybody fucking. Everyone, everyone is fucking, okay? <laughs> I need them to use condoms more often. But everyone yeah. is fucking. Because I'm like, oh, this seems reckless, guys. Mm, maybe okay. we should relax. So I'm going to talk a bit about the Sookie Eric thing. Because I know you're... Ta- okay, so Eric loses his memory. That actually happened in the book, too. Um, And I have multiple feelings about it. Like, Sookie falls for Eric because... You know, since he's not the Eric she normally sees, he doesn't have a memory. He's brand new. She's like, oh, I can like, you know, like, let me help you. Like, let me create you into like my liking. And so he doesn't, she tells him about his old self and he's like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, that's not who I am. 
I just want to be the new me. And on the show, Pam is like super pissed because she's like, I don't understand. Like you are a Viking God. Like I don't, where's your old self? You're doing all this for this little bitch here. Like we've been together for so long. I don't understand. Like this is not the person that I wanted to spend eternity with or be connected to for an eternity. Because later in seasons, we find a bit about Pam's backstory, which I really liked. I'm glad they did that. Um, Because I loved learning more about her and how she was a sex worker and she ran a brothel and she's about her bag, bitch. And she she been new to vampires out here cutting up, but also she's, you know, really strategic and about getting to the shmoney. But we learn more about Eric and Sookie. Eric and Sookie, you could feel the sexual tension from day one, from the time they first met. Um, and I think not just, you know, everybody being attracted to her because she's fae, but I think all these people are dead asses attracted to her as a as a being. Um, and she makes it very abundantly clear, especially later. Like she always was feeling Eric and she's really feeling him now because he's not showing his like really aggressive, angry ways. Like he's vulnerable. He needs help. And she's like, oh, okay. Next thing you know, she riding Eric dick. And I don't even blame her, Bridge. I was just like, you know what? It's about time. Bill Compton is trash. If you about to get with any of these vampire niggas, you might as well get the one with the one that got the most money and has the most influence. Clearly, okay, the tallest one in all the groups. Like, he's standing beyond the doorway, bitch. He has to hunch down to talk to you. He has to bend down to get the doorway. He has all the baddest bitches because Anna Paquin, I know, like, I'm crossing characters, but she's buying real life. So in my mind, Sookie buying the books too. And so I'm just like, okay, y'all can get to all the hoes together. It's a good time. Clearly, y'all can just, you know, travel the world. Suki also, like, there's several times, whether it's in the books and in the show, the characters talk about a, a lot about, like, you know, which kind of conversations one would think about if you are a human consort in some way, shape, or fashion to a vampire. When are you becoming a vampire? Are you staying a human forever? You're going to age. Are right, or are you going to get with them? So that's a conversation that comes up. So keep that in mind. Um, so she's with Eric and she fucking know Eric and they're having a really good time. They talk a little bit about in the show, but in the book, she's like, girl, she's like, I'm getting some of the best sex I ever had. She just started fucking last week, but she's like, girl, I, <laughs> wow, I got to wear panther. I got, she's like, I got to wear tiger. I got to wear wolf. I got vampires, bitch. I Viking kings, everything. And I love this for her. <laughs> like, I love everything about this for her. I'm like, yes, Lucky, have a good time. You annoying the masses. But also, like, you out here commanding the room. We see her go from a quiet, meek person to actually, like, you know, she's like, I'm more confident in myself. I can tell these people what I will and won't do. I'm getting to the bag. Y'all not going to just go use me because I know that y'all like me because I smell good. But you're actually going to pay me for this bullshit you got me going through. You're going to fix my yard hoe. You're going to do all this stuff. And we see a little bit of that in the show. Basically, they beat Marnie and Tonya. We're not even going to go deep in that because, honestly, me and Jazz talking off mic. That went this too is, long. That went did. too long. That was it too did. much. That The stories, the storylines start getting thinner and thinner as we go because after this point, Steve Newland becomes a vampire. We see this. Uh, Ghost Renee pulls up on Arlene. It's like, Terry's got a problem. So I guess that introduced oh, what's about to happen to the next part. It's Target shot by LC Girl and um, what's her name? Sookie kills her, and then she's like, "I didn't. I could have not killed her. Fuck you! You came to my house with a shotgun, bitch. I'm whooping your ass. You yeah. asked for that ass whooping. I Debbie do not feel bad. Too. Yeah, she died right here, but also Tara died. So season five, they're like, we're gonna turn Tara to a vampire. Hold on, you know she don't fuck with vampires. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And you know she comes back. 
Pam turns her, comes back. She's pissed about to whoop everybody ass. Pam literally has command her not to eat them because she's pissed. She's like, why would you do that? That's selfish as fuck. I hate all y'all. Um, now she a stripper bitch up in the uh, Fantasia, which I don't know how I feel about um, that storyline. Her and Pam start fucking that storyline. Um, mm-hmm. The Afrit is chasing Terry, so that's a storyline that's happening. Now, Girl, um, I Sam... I without that storyline. Child, Sam and Bill have been kidnapped by the authority, and the motherfucker from SVU is the fucking leader of the authority. Yes. And you deal with the guardian, bruh. You're dealing with all of this, like the inner, yes, all the inner fighting. Like they're all fighting, like because there's a book, a vampire Bible, with Lilith's like, oh yeah, well you know we are the top people. This is what we're supposed to do. Some people are believing the book. Some people are like, we have to mainstream. That's the only way because the military they're building weapons to whoop our ass. You know, it's way more of them, and they can walk out in sunlight and the daytime, like sunlight and nighttime. So they have the advantage just off of that. We cannot make enemies with them. But of course, you got motherfuckers who's in here like, no fuck that the authority is doing too much for the humans we need to take over and someone has fucking unlocked russell at jatek because they did not kill him like they should have two seasons ago he's back and now we are about to drink Lilith's oh blood and Lilith's blood has the vampires turned up they start destroying the true blood factories they say bitch we about to eat on the humans we about to get lit but then everybody dies because they literally fight because everyone's fighting and bill drinks all Lilith's blood all of it because fuck bill compton like i keep saying this also back up this is not the first time i've seen a story involving lilith when we talk about an origin story with lilith where they're like god well this story they're like god is a vampire that is because they have a book of text in front of bill and they're like do you know what this is and he's like it's the bible and they're like what kind of bible is it's not the new testament it's not the old testament it's the og basically the real testament god was a vampire in some way, shape, or form, and he made Lilith, and Lilith essentially had Adam and Eve as consorts, and humans are made to be on this earth to be like the food and shit for vampires. And it hasn't been presented that way, but I have seen something where it was like, and then here's God, and Lilith was, you know, a side part or whoever God made Lilith, and he was like, she was like a side piece for Jesus, da, 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 and this is how she was used. And I'm like, okay, so in this story, she's a vampire. Cool. Bill drinks all the blood. He goes mad with power, and now he got endless powers um, because of Lilith Blood. And this is honestly where they lost me as a viewer in real time. Because I felt like there was, like, I was only tuning in at this point just so I can see what the fuck is going on. Because <laughs> in season five, we got the Bill Pam, not Bill Pam, Bill, Sookie, um, Eric breaking up. Suki realizing she's in love with them both and not just because she's had their blood and knowing that Bill is the ultimate scammer and finding out that he only came to Bon Tom off of like the strength of his research. Like all of this shit was planned. Everything about their relationship was planned. That's wild to me. And even though that her, her, she's still like, I love you and I love Eric. And Eric's like, you know, I remember everything and I love you too. And this is just the thing. Ugh, we talk about Russell coming back. Um, he's cause you know, they're not, they didn't really kill him as Jazz said they should have. We meet Nora, who is another, uh, child of Godric. And it's really weird. You know, this whole situation was like, everything about this shit was weird because her and, uh, Eric are fucking on each other. And he's like, this is my sister. And he's making her out in her mouth. And I'm like, y'all got to send help, bitch. Cause y'all are having ultimate sex. Like 
real live, like, real sex sex. And someone's like, I love you, sister. I love you, brother. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, Stabler, like we said, is the guardian. He's out here. They're having sex with everybody. Uh, Pam and Tara making out in the end because they really forced that together. And, you know, Salome is, you know, supposed to be the vessel for um, Lilith's stuff. But as we said, Bill, Bill drank it all. And then we slide into season six. And I'm super bored because we get this Warlow storyline. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm so bored. Dry. Warlow apparently killed, like, Sookie and them parents. And I'm just like, can we just go back to them just drowning because of something bad happened and just Girl. leave it at that? Not only does he come, they consider he killed her, but the parents tried to kill her. So you get that back and forth. And even with this, you get the, the Sheriff Bell Florida fucked on a ferry, and now he got four new daughters who have aged rapidly. So he has that going on. They're trying to collect all the blood. And after Bill gets this day walking power, He's like, yeah, I'm about to, you know, we need to get the girls and, you know, get their blood. And Jessica fucking kills all but one of them, which is a lot. Because I'm like, you just, yeah. a girl, you kill his kids. They can't help it. They smell really good. That's why the Fays have been locked up for so long, because they ain't got no control. Well, everything has happened. Grandpa now is here. Warlow, they find Warlow, and he's not the big scary monster. He was like, you were promised to me 2,000 years ago. I just want to be with you. And he's, all right, after you see all the options Sookie got, he is the least attractive option. Girl, fuck you. You just got here. Ugh. I'm not, if I got, I'll seed. Girl! And you want to come up here because you was promised. I didn't agree to this. And she eventually ties his ass up, though. Alexander Skarsgård. Girl. Uh, woo -woo. And you come up here and talk about you own something, girl. She locks him up. was like, I'm not helping you. I'm not going to do this. And she's like, well, I need your help. He was like, well, I'll only help you I'll only help you if you agree to marry me. And she's like, fine, fuck it. Because in order to be with him, she has to become a vampire. Because he's a vampire thing. He's a mix. So she would have to become a mix. They would only have to feed off each other and nowhere else. But the problem with this is... Eric is impatient, fucks up all the shit, and he's like, bitch, he comes and drinks up Warlow so he can day walk and whoop everybody ass. So we don't need Bill's help anymore. Journey Smollett come up, they got vampire activists. I'm like, girl, what is this storyline? You could tell the show's coming to an end, can't you? Because I could. So much. I was like, oh, this is, y'all just started th throwing this shit together. You just, it you felt just. Like they mm. It felt like they put topics into a hat and just said, let's see where this goes. And I know they didn't do that. And I know how ugly that sounds. But that's what it felt like in real time. I felt like I was watching Oz, but with vampires for a good okay. amount of time. Because after <laughs> <laughs> they, built, they destroyed the factories of vampires, it turns up. So now everybody's like, fuck the vampires. We fuck that. Y'all not citizens. We gonna shoot y'all. Y'all got a curfew. You can't even be outside at nighttime. You better be inside or we locking your ass up. And they are putting them in vampire prison. And they are doing experiments on them. And then they oh get God. create Hep V. And Sarah, Sarah Newland is now in here and she done got her uh, ex-husband locked up because he's a vampire now mm -hmm. and she got everybody locked up a queer vampire at that mm -hmm. yeah everybody locked up and now she fucking on the governor burrell which is also wild i'm like girl you always fucking on a man with power you always have had some in that's annoying constant she always doing this well they decide we're gonna put hep v anytime you want to make a virus that just sounds ridiculous because you don't know how it's going to mutate why would you create a virus that sounds ridiculous 
Hey, and it's a thing that exists, not just in the show. This they also mention this in the books too, and you see it on season one. Like there's a part where what's my girl's name who was in um in what's that show? Love Cap Country. It's gonna kind of be in a second. Um. Because Adina Porter is on this show too, but she plays Tara Mama. But anyways, you see this mess when we're in the house um, and in season one and we see Malcolm and all of them come in in Bill's house. And there's Malcolm has one of the human consorts that they're all feeding from. It's like a guy and a lady. And Sookie hears their thoughts and he was like, he has hep B. Don't, don't, don't kiss him. What's that mean? Don't drink him. And he was trying to poison the vamps. But I see like the fact that they kind of went back to the storyline in season seven and there's like super vamps. And now vampires are all killing it. Let's not talk about how Tara died off camera. And I'm just like, I just... Mm-hmm. Send help. I Please. I could truly feel like I'm so glad y'all wrapped this mess up because there was so much being thrown at us at one point. Um, it was just a lot, especially after the little situation. I don't know where we're supposed to go from there. This where honestly was a me. I love Assault by Solange and it applies every time. I just felt like there was so much story and I know we can't follow books all the time like I know that's not a thing I know we need to veer away so we can flex our creativity but this was a time we should have went back and they kind of did because I was ready to fight Charlene Harris and the ending of this show um for the relationship part of it because outside of the hep B and all that other mess I'm just like Bill dies we're in season seven y'all Bill dies he's he's still infected um, Eric becomes uninfected because apparently Sarah Newman has the cure. Newbie. Ooh. The beginning of the, the first episode of season seven is one of the worst things I've seen on TV. Uh, first of all, it's giving Zach and Mary make a porno. Let us fuck. You got, um, was it Nora that was fucking on? I don't know who was Jason fucking on. Uh, Jason was fucking on Jessica at one point. Not Jessica, after Jessica, the other vampire who claimed him in prison, cause she got out. Oh, I think it was I forgot, Wilma, girls. Willa, probably somebody like that. Put in my head, somebody who got claimed by yeah. Jason got claimed that he is in a um, hostage situation with her, cause he didn't want to be with her. Um, but she's gonna take it to the heart and is very upset about it. It's a lot going on with them. Them two having sex, and she just moved into his fucking house and everything. And everybody got the hep B. I think at the first thing it was hep D. And I wonder if the vampires, like that virus messes them up. So they took the hep D and amplified it for the prison season and got everybody real fucked up. Because at this point, uh, Bill don't got powers no more because everybody to drink all his blood up so they could day walk and, you know, make it through. And, you know, it works temporarily. And then they got to get back in the house. And they start frying and shit. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, she drank all of the antidote. So she is the actual antidote. Was not a good choice. I don't yeah. even know why she would do that. Yeah, that I don't know why she would do that. Cause it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, but I'm glad we're and we're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. We are wrapping um, it up. And they turn her into an antidote juice. She's also being held captive under Fantasia, where people paying a hundred thousand dollars a minute to drink directly from the source instead of drinking the canned beverage. Um, mm-hmm. so I hate that for her. Uh, like I said, Hoyt and Jessica reconnect. They end up getting married. Same day, like within two days. Yeah, and, and it happens very quickly. Alcide is murdered in this season. They killed everyone off real quick. Mind y'all, it's not 12 episodes, no more it's 10 episodes. So they are like, bitch, we trying to hurry up and get to the end. Um, one thing I did like is Sookie chooses 
herself. I don't like the way that choosing herself, how it was depicted in the show and in the books. Because, um, you know, there's this whole thing like, is she going to choose one vampire? Is she going to choose the other vampire? Is she going to choose another supernatural being? Like, what is she going to do? I feel like if she, cho- she should have chose herself, she should have not been in a relationship with anyone else. She should have just either been single and just living her life. Because we never really see Sookie just learning about herself as a non, like in a non-romantic situation. Like, it's all right to fuck on people. I'm not saying she can't, you know, do that, but we always see her connected or learning through someone else, like very much not experiencing things on her own. Um, and they ultimately decide in both forms of media to pair her with a human. I will tell you off mic if you would like to know who she actually gets paired with in the book, because in the show she's paired with a human and you don't know it's a, it's a random human. You don't know who he is. You don't know what their name is. Just, you just see the back of their head. It's just a random character. She gets paired with another person in the book that's not Bill or Eric. And I wanted to throw everything up against the wall. I was so pissed, bitch. Um, But I wish that she just was like by herself, like on some I can do battle by myself with some beautiful gowns and new purses and shoes and shit. And I like how we get um, lots of Easter egg pop-ups from Charlene Harris, the creator of the books um, in various episodes. But she's the... In episode seven, she is the host of, or the person who was kind of like directing or producing the show that, uh, the commercial that Eric and Pam are putting together. So they're behind like the producer desk in the dark. Um, so I, I like pointing out people like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that guy. I like doing that. Like with any shit. Um, but child, it's a show. Um, it is a show. It's a show. It's a show. I like it's a show. show. I don't like season seven or six. But it's a show. Um, the video. I do want to talk about the little video store situation because not them having a vampire yes. horror video store. And the way Eric enters the camera, the the it's like the air is blowing back on him. They gave him a slightly different haircut that's worse. <laughs> uh, they got him in an outfit. He's like, "Yep, I'm in here." Sex symbol. Okay, because they turn because they get Fang Tasia back. Um, mm-hmm. It's back and popping. We're on. We're living our lives. I, I just. You know, Sam Lee's Bontemps, that's the thing, with pregnant Journey Smollett, and they have a baby. This Mm -hmm. is a lot. I was like, okay, all right. Um, I'm crying out. Sookie kills Bill because, (laughs) I said he kills Bill, because he has a hep V from her. She didn't know she had it, but you know, he got it. Mm-hmm. He refuses the cure. He's like, I want, I feel human. I'm going to die. Yeah. I'm like, this whole right. family dead, bitch. Like, he's over it. He's like, this is a lie. I'm living a lie. I'm going to go back with my family. But they all have a little dinner at the table. Yay. And in the Sarah and the afterlife situation with the mama on the V is a lie, too. That mm-hmm. what comes to this, just so we can see the backstory. We, mm. Did we have to travel? Okay, fine. Yeah, we did. I, I guess. Don't know. We didn't. How is Merlot, Merlot still in business? That's my main question. How is Merlot still nah, in nah, business? Nah, nah, nah. I need to know. How does Sam win the mayor race? How? It do not matter. Does it? It doesn't matter. I mm. Because they don't want no vamps. Well, they didn't, he don't tell them he a shifter. They got to find out the hard way. Yeah, also, I do want to ask, where did Arlene be finding her husbands? Because she's like, this is husband Girl. number four. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Girl. 
Because we didn't even get into what happened with Terry. Then he deals with the freak, but he has to kill like his, um, I don't know if it's his sergeant colonel or whoever, the, the person above him, he had to kill him. And they, the dude was going to kill him, took Arlene, and now he can't live with it. He done hired somebody to kill him. And then they fucking glamour him and he forgets somebody about to kill him and they kill him. I Girl, that was the storyline I wanted to put out of my brain forever. Nope, nope. I'm bringing it back up because it happened <laughs> and I had to deal with it. I had to fucking deal with it. This well, is, I'm going this to dis- is a lot. I'm going to distract you with book titles so you don't have to deal with that. So, you mm. ready? The books came out in 2001 and the last one came out in 2013. So, if the show... When the show end? 2014-ish. 2014, so the books ended right before the show. Ciao. Um, and then, girl, it's like... The, but the titles are so fun, but straight to the point. Uh, Dead Until Dark, Living Dead in Dallas, Club Dead, which is 03, Dead to the World, 04. Dead as a doornail, 05. Definitely dead, 06. Altogether dead, 07. From dead to worse, 08. Dead and gone, 2009. Dead in the family, 2010. Dead reckoning, dead locked, dead ever after. I just, press play. The drama. The drama. Those books are very, (laughs) I know the titles are giving exactly what I think is in the books. Here come Cat putting the book in dead after. Put it away. Put it. I saw this. I'm gonna go to my parents' house and bring in Living Dead in Dallas. You wanna see that woman? She was riding on that tiger bitch across the sky. Not they had a box set. I got the box set. Not you she was riding on a tiger. Well, she was riding on these animals. She was living her best life. I spent a lot of time in borders in my teens, in early twenties. You know. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Ooh, I never girl. touched these books. And I don't know if I am now that I've seen the... Um, I do want to know what happens, but I need a break. I'm not touching oh, anything yeah. True Blood for the next 365. I am done with Sookie and her shenanigans and constantly putting people in danger and being hard-headed. I'm tired of Tara yelling at people and constantly being fucking angry. I'm tired of Bill being allowed to get away with every fucking thing and still come back and be forgiven. I am just tired of the random ass racism and sexism for no fucking reason. Um, I'm tired of Arlene. Arlene got on my fucking nerves so much. Oh my God. Yes. The most racist bitch at work. Girl, just saying shit and saying homophobic shit. So is Sheriff Buffalo too. Like not the first one. Andy is racist and he's homophobic and he be saying, look at that drag queen. I'm like, girl, what the fuck? Right. Girl, fuck you. That's why you a, you a drunk-ass detective. You just mad because you never amounts to anything in life. You are jealous because Terry is the better-looking cousin, and he is married to a better bitch. And although she's racist, at least he got a bitch, and you do not. You you can't, and you keep fucking it up with Holly every chance you fucking get. I don't just can't understand how anyone's even fucking you. You look like a thumb. Period. Period. I... Girl. And did you have any other questions in your question, mate? Because I have um, lots of thoughts, but like I said, I'm ready to tell you who the fuck. Because I know you're not going to read, if you may not ever read these books, but I want to tell you who she ends up with in the books. Okay. The only last thing I had to say was um, Sam only has four shirts in rotation that he keeps wearing. That's it. It's over. That's really, uh, <laughs> that's, that's most of, oh my God. I... This show was a fucking ride. And again, if y'all saw me live tweet through this, I started in like August. Okay. August, September. I think it was August. You did I good. started months ago and I just finished this show last night as of us recording it the next day. I 
have logged this into my memory banks and now I can make references. Um, I'm here. That's all we're getting out of me. <laughs> 80 hours of my life I dedicated. And it's still fuck Bill Compton. Yes. Fuck Sookie Stackhouse. Okay. Yep. No, fuck Sookie Stackhouse because uh, she she did a lot. She made a lot of fucking choices. She did. And I do not like her. Uh, Russell Edgerton is also racist, so fuck him. Yes, he lives um, in the big house still. Yeah. Yep. Sophie Ann is- and he's mm, a Nazi. Yes. Which means, you know, ultimately, damn, Eric Northman. Is a Nazi. I was going to say Eric or Bill. I still I love Eric, but no, no, you know, I don't know. When man. I saw him with that Nazi hat on, I said, it ended up with you. We on the same side. And I was like, no, not like this. But also, not like this. A Caucasian in 1930 something who is from the other side of the planet. And then when and they come stateside and they do racist shit too, I'm also not shocked because insert previous sentence here. Yeah, sorry, dude. Just going to have to um, like the actor, not the character, because yikes. I love Alexander Skarsgård. Fucking yikes. But yeah, how'd you guys feel about True Blood? Have yeah. you seen all of it? Did you check out after a lot of people are like, I did not, I stopped at whatever season. Like a lot of people are like, no, girl, I stopped at season four. I stopped at season oh, five. Or, okay. you know, after season five, that was it, bitch. I was done. So, you know, pull up on us at Girl That's Scary on Instagram and Twitter. You can check out our website at www.girlthatscary.com. We also have a Patreon. So if you want to vote on upcoming episodes join our discord get bonus yes. episodes get early access to episodes you know pick a tier any tier join at www.patreon.com forward slash girl that's scary and you know join us next thursday as we talk about some more something we about to talk about something huge right yes. right mm, yes we're about to uh dive into because this was huge too a lot of people have um I'm smiling so hard she's falling from ear to ear i'm in is hell. that my birthday episode yes i believe it is Sad season bitch let's motherfucking go okay let's right. go <laughs> i'm gonna start shaking my ass on top of my car <laughs> twerking on them headlights okay um about to say my nigga five attaches hey <laughs> In the other room, just uh, okay, yeah. All right. In the other room, like, oh, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Glorilla. Her tour sold out. I'm sick because now I can't get no yeah, damn ticket. But I love that for her. Yeah, shout let's out to her. Go. But I can't. I won't be in the crowd. Tear, single tear. That's all right. Um, I'm in the next show. Let's go. Yeah, she'll come back around. She go to her again. But let's go and yeah. <laughs> all right, check us out and let us know what you think about it. And until next time, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.